0: i uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end, or the longer end, of the world's end, one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez.
0: I'm Scott Corelli, and joining us from the Bat Minute podcast, we have Niall and John. Welcome.
2: Hey. Hey. Back, back, back again. Mm. Yeah. Hey, happy. happy to have you
1: back. Doing the Bat 2C.
2: <laughs> oh, Today. hell yeah.
1: The day we're preparing to annihilate Minute 56, which begins with Stephen asking what the hell is going on and ends with Gary blocking leg arm shots from one of the blank twins.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it
1: is it one? It, I guess it I guess it is still one of the ba- the blank twins. It's just they're now comprised of multiple.
0: Yeah, bits and I think I, the, the one whose head wasn't removed. That's
1: very true. One of them is yeah. like out of commission,
0: right? One, yeah. the one whose head isn't removed y- took the legs off of that one like the other the other one and yeah put it attached it to its
1: arms i um, never noticed that oh my god it had its arms ripped off so yeah <laughs> so so niall and john scott has kind of this i've never really appreciated this before doing this podcast but the blanks are very much patterned to us and we wonder if this is intentional after like action figures
0: Oh, mm-hmm. mm.
2: ah, okay yeah they look a bit like like when they lose their heads there's that little Sort of, I don't know what you want to call it—a little, little nubbin, nodule, little nub. A nub. Yeah. yeah, it's like
3: a—it's a, it's like a like joint figure. Yeah, yes, yeah. there's a joint
0: on an action figure.
3: And I think, just, it's, uh, what they remind me the most of. I think maybe it's just because we've been talking about it recently on uh, Batman. I'm not too sure where where in the context of it was, but um, just the uh, the putties in Power I'm Rangers. Sure. Mm, so, I'm sure where it gets to a point where you're like. These are so easy to defeat. Like they <laughs> yeah. literally have a thing. Like the putties had a thing on their chest. Oh, so you, know, you just pop that, and they're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, yeah, and, and the blanks are really like, yeah. They seem to be like, you know, the, the the intimidation factor of them is that you know, so there's so many of them, right? But yeah. it is kind of like, yeah, you could you could handle yourself against one, I guess. Yeah, they seem to be quite...
2: I find that more scary. That's why I find zombies scary.
3: Yes. Because mm.
2: one zombie, two zombies, even three, who cares? It's nothing. Mm-hmm. What makes them scary, and even scary in a comedy film like Shaun of the Dead, is there's millions of them. Yeah. Mm.
0: its I, I mean, it's, it's the reason why I think this film is such a good synthesis of Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, because they have the numbers of zombies – but they have the goals of uh of the of the NWA, of the NWA. yeah mm. <laughs> um you know and so it's it's like you've you've literally merged the hot fuzz villains and the Shaun of the Dead villains and and you get the blanks um and I I really like that and I like that they they took the idea of you know there's there's so many of them but they're not they're if you ran into one it's like well okay whatever um smashy <laughs> smashy Eggman um but <laughs> but. The fact that there's so many of them and they just keep rebuilding mm-hmm. um is is that's that's the part. It's it's just like it's like which one of you
1: is gonna get tired first
0: because it's, it's not gonna be them. They're just gonna like keep going. A,
1: it's like in a zombie movie when a character turns around and suddenly there are like dozens and dozens of 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 the zombies where before, yeah. like you know, you're like, Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm, I've killed three in a row. Oh no, there's like mm-hmm. you know, thirty, forty, fifty.
2: Right,
0: mm. right. It's I love how I it's about quantity, yeah. not quality. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I like, like what you're these. saying because like you don't know in a way how to beat them because they mm-hmm. smash their heads you know like a zombie you would or kill the brain
1: mm-hmm. and it
2: doesn't do anything they come back it's even mm. scarier in a way I, what do you do to these I was gonna <laughs> say guys but, you know. sure
0: it, um, you you uh, you belligerent them to death um, yeah, as, yeah. You
1: drain their will to live right as we learn later in the movie that's the only way to truly
3: defeat them also though, like in terms of uh like doubling up though because like i guess you know the blanks double themselves up uh the, we do open here on like a nice little double up here of like you know what the hell is going on and then immediately followed by it's just one of those classic edgar wright things of just like yeah everything's just such a rhythmic pattern of everything it. just blends into each other so so beautifully. Yeah, um, the
0: minute is like the minute is the minute is cut at a at a weird spot. But like Gary says, you know, we should get back inside before somebody asks what the hell is going on. And then instantly, Stephen says, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah, it's <laughs> not quite great.
3: like from rewatching it. Like the one bit that well, the whole rewatch was a joy because it's like I was like, "Oh, this is actually a much much better film <laughs> than I recalled being." Yeah, uh, uh-huh. but. And My favorite moment was just, uh, and you guys have covered it already, though, but just the, you know, oh, WTF.
2: What the fuck does WTF mean? What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> my- <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember that at all. Like, I've only seen this three times. Right? Once when it came out, mm-hmm. so in the cinema. Then I watched it one time when it came out on home video. Home video. I sound old saying that, Jesus Christ. <laughs> mm. um, you just and don't then- find it anymore. That's what I do. <laughs> and then I watched it yesterday to prep for this. Mm. And stuff like that, I didn't remember that. And that was great. I think it it really does get better every time you watch
3: it. I I, I felt like I've I've lost time now. Because when this came out, um, I went to see it with a mutual friend of me and John, Gaz Flint, frequent uh, guest on Batman. Uh, And we went to see it, you know, uh, the Orange Wednesday, which is a thing way years ago. They used to have like, oh, half-price cinema tickets every Wednesday in England and whatnot. But um, I think I... Because my favorite Edgar Wright film still is Scott Pilgrim. So, mm-hmm. and this obviously following directly on from Scott Pilgrim, I was expecting something to be like, oh, it's it's got to be at that level. And so when I watched it, I was like, it was okay. Like, I liked it enough. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of not dismissed it, but it was always like, yeah, it's, it's fine. You know, it's it's good for what it is. And then, like, watching it again this week, I was like, this is a really, really good movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's – what John said about it getting better every time you see it. I mean, that's why I saw it 12 times in theaters because, (laughs) like, I saw it the first time and I felt the same as everyone else, literally everyone else. The difference is everyone else was like, well, I don't think I need to see that again. And me, I was like, I don't know. I trust these guys. I think it's better than I'm giving it credit. And then I watched it again, enjoyed it more, watched it again, enjoyed it more, and it just kept – that pattern kept continuing that by the time I got to the twelfth, I was like, this is a goddamn masterpiece. Like <laughs> it, it it was nuts. It it the the movie's like made like just just um built like a Swiss watch. It's crazy. Mm, yeah. yeah. How, and little things
3: art- like, you know, a them doubling up the dialogue just in a minor throwaway moment like that. It's like, yeah, that's how synchronized it all is. That absolutely yeah. everything. And we got a bunch of that throughout the rest of the week as well. It's like, yeah, it's causing little bits of dialogue where like that's completely designed to be in pairing with this and and it's like yeah that's how Edgar Wright works that's that's the way that that man's mind is yeah Yeah. you know
1: I I compare this I compare this movie to an album uh, I I find myself comparing this movie to an album a lot and and that you know when you do have a favorite band and they release an album that is a little it's like oh this isn't what I was expecting and there aren't any singles on this one or like it's like a little more challenging of a yeah of an album yeah and when, and when you do lose yourself and find yourself like you know listening to an album all the way through a second or third time you're like oh are they it's i think that's the chord progression from the other track or like oh they're mm. oh yeah. they, are there horns in that that's i've never heard that before you know yeah i would i would actually um
0: and i don't know if this is going to be a uh this is going to be like a, a good um Uh, comparison for um, everyone on the show right now, but I would, I would compare the Cornetto trilogy to um, the band brand new where it's like, like the first album by brand new uh, is like very much like Shaun of the dead. It's like a people pleaser movie. It's easy to listen to. There's a lot of singles on it. Like it just, it's, it's good. And then hot fuzz comes out and hot fuzz kind of blows everyone away. And with brand new, it was uh, their second album, the one with the astronaut on the front. Um, and that's the one that like blew up and like everyone was like wow this move this band is amazing uh and and then there was a long break and then they came out with their third album and the third album i feel like people listened to and were like oh okay and and (laughs) just let it go and i was the one that was like no this is their best one like this this is the Mm. best one um i think it's called has something with like Yelling at God or something like that is what it's
2: called. I forget what it's I called. I think I've seen it.
0: Yeah,
3: hey, yeah. I mean, um, technically, this movie concludes with guys kind of yelling at a God. It's yeah, so there you go. Appropriate. True.
0: Um. Um. Okay. The albums are okay. So your favorite weapon is like Shaun of the Dead. Dejan Tendu is is like Hot Fuzz, and the devil and God are raging inside me. Is like <laughs> the world's end. Um, and it's just wow. so like like. Yeah, I think I think Nick's spot on. It's like the it, it's it's the album thing cuz I, I would also say that it works with um I don't know, like My Chemical Romance. That's another one where it kind of works with.
1: Okay. Um, right, where like yeah, you have something so massive like The Black Parade and then they're like, "Hey, we made a dance album where like we're wearing bright colors and like there's pulsating <laughs> like beats." And you can kind of play it and we are like, "What the fuck are you talking about? You're My Chemical <laughs> sure, Romance." Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, yeah. I get that because a lot of my favorite bands, which most people probably don't listen to, um, not to sound pretentious, no. but um, a lot of the albums I like are the ones people just go, eh, you know, like um, I'll pick an obvious one. People know, who listen to Batman, I like the band The Damned. Uh-huh, my sure. favorite album of theirs is their weird uh, fourth album, The Black Album. It was the first band to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone's called an album The Black Album now. Mm. But it's like they, that's when they start experimenting with goth and things like this. and mm. People are like, oh, that's weird. That's not punk anymore. What's going on? To me, it's the best one. My favorite band are Public Image Limited. Their third album is the one where they fired the bass player. So their idea is, well, we're known for our bass and we fired the bass player. What are we are going to do? Let's do an album that has absolutely no bass and is just drums. Wow. <laughs> and it's great. I love it. And some people are like, no, it's a piece of trash.
1: Mm. it's it's crazy I, I feel like people aren't i don't know like not to get not to sound like an old man but i don't know i feel like with with like stan culture online it's almost like i wonder if that could happen anymore where fans could just be like this thing you made sucks favorite band of mine i don't i love know. everything
0: i think it also matters like how people um sort of approach art and what they use it for because for mm-hmm. some people art isn't art it's just entertainment and so if they're not entertained by it the second they see it or hear it or whatever they just miss it out of hand and like well that's a piece of shit um it has <laughs> absolutely no value because i was not entertained and that's its only job is to entertain me yeah. um and this then there are people all right to work yeah and then there are people who who uh, approach art as art and try to really tear it apart and, and, and figure it out and want to be challenged. And um, it all just depends. And I don't think that they either one of those is necessarily wrong because I mean, you know, I can't change the way that you need to be entertained. You know, like maybe you're not, you don't want to, you, you come to entertainment because you don't want to be
1: challenged. You just want yeah. what that, you're comfortable there's with. That, there's that great community quote where Shirley says like, sorry, Charlie Kaufman, but some of us have work in the morning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: Um, I like and that. it's like I, I love I love Charlie Kaufman, but you know he's not going to be for everybody, and I think that this movie is not going to be for everybody, uh, because yeah. it does, I think, challenge your conceptions of what an Edgar Wright movie should be, you know, what what a Cornetto movie should be, um, and 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 what a action comedy should be.
1: Um, yeah, and, and, and like there, and like earlier, you know, it was said that this was coming off of. Two huge, you know, almost generation defining comedies with Hot mm. Fuzz and Scott Pilgrim, the people were like really ready for something like that. And this is such a such a challenging movie in a lot of ways that it's like, yeah. I don't mean like Scott Pilgrim's a bastard, but he's not
3: Gary King. He's still kind of right. cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, I feel he's weird not... though, cause one of my one of my big plugins to this movie was I totally had the Gary King trench coat back when i was a teenager I had that as
2: well when i was a teenager yeah, yeah. yeah. that's
3: awesome and it was one of those things like i held on to that thing no like honestly sure. i'm nowhere near the age of gary well actually sadly we're approaching i am getting near the age of is yeah. <laughs> in this movie but like i held on to it till i was about like 22 or something and it was like to the point where i was just so washed out that it went from black to like a very muddy brown and stuff mm-hmm. but like seeing right. him in all the gear it's like that is kinda of like yeah, I was like that yeah. when I was a teenager. Like I understand I, where this guy's coming from. Yeah. You
0: know, one of the things that I really appreciate about about what the work that, that um uh Edgar and, and Simon put into Gary King as a character is that like the idea that they created a, a goth what is essentially a goth character, um, but isn't like the Hollywood typical goth of just like I only appreciate death and like yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> vampires and whatever. Like this is just a dude that like liked the goth aesthetic, but it's just in all you know all intents and purposes he has his issues. But like he's just a normal dude. Like he's not like mm. obsessed with death or anything like that. He just likes goth culture and dresses mm. in goth stuff because he thinks it's cool. Yeah, like so you that's- never get him
3: like analyzing. Like he's got the Sisters of Mercy tattoo, but you never right. get him talking about like well, what are the Sisters of Mercy? Actually, about like what is yeah, their what mission mean, statement you. and how does that right. tie to you?
2: Right, yeah. it's kind of me as a teenager. I think that's why I left the uh, the goth community because <laughs> it's like I, I just, I'm just here to have fun. Everyone else I is just a miserable. Like, piece like, of yeah, shit. I remember John's
3: <laughs> yeah. formal letter? Like he resigned. It was a big I thing. Did. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was. like in Judge
1: Dread where like the door is open. <laughs> 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 walk
2: out in the desert. Oh, and and I then, don't mean so, this in a depressing way. I'm not trying to make everybody sad. But I I actually really identify with gary king i get him mm. i get mm-hmm. it totally like i'm not i'm not as uh, in a dark place as him but i understand him i know where he's coming from mm-hmm. you want to cling on to these moments he doesn't want to grow up he doesn't want to change the weirdest it makes thing- sense to me i fully get it you just wish you could help him and give him a hug
3: yeah thing? what he really reminds me of is and it was so weird because like i guess this is like the english equivalent of that character but like when I was growing up, I never really liked. When watching American Pie, I never liked Stifler. Yeah. Until sure. you see American Wedding, and yeah. he's yeah. so desperately trying to get things like back to the way they were. And that was the one movie I was like, "Oh my god!" Like not only do I kind of like the guy now, I kind of get where he's coming from. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was very disturbing yeah. for me. I, like, I used to I, hate that character, but well,
0: I, I really, really
1: do. Go ahead. I'm gonna, Sorry, Nick. I was gonna say, like, when you're like, you know, when you're 17 or 19, or even 20 years old, you think you understand things like aging and yeah. getting older. But then, the more you get on with it, the the more you are looking down the barrel, and you're like, oh, holy shit! Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. I'm gonna be 40, or like, you know, my friends are getting older, like the kids are getting younger, like, and it 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 is real, a really real terror that can you know get hold of you.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's. I I do think that the people who appreciate this movie the most are able to, like John, empathize with Gary because mm. the problem that I think people have with with Gary is he is not a likable character. He's not meant to be. <laughs> he is he is he is broken, and yet he is our protagonist and the antagonist. He's both simultaneously. Um, I mean, he's a very complex complicated character that that you know simon Pegg is is uh uh, performing i mean this is the greatest performance in his career and i i don't know that he will ever beat this honestly Mm. um and and it's uh it's it's a character that like if you can empathize with him and if you can understand that like he's a bad person (laughs) he's a he's a extremely flawed person but if you can empathize with him, if you can understand where he's coming from, I think that's the key to really enjoying this movie. Because yeah. I think the people who just dismiss Gary out of hand and just say, like, oh, this guy sucks. I don't want to watch a movie about this guy. Uh, it's going to be hard to to hook into this movie because he's such a focal point. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Do, do they ever bring up... Uh, and I don't know if it's because, like, people just, who just know Simon Pegg will know, like, Simon's pegs and um, his hair color is naturally ginger. Right. So when you see Gary King with black hair, mm-hmm. at this point when you're watching him in the movie, it's like, is he dyeing his hair? He's dying is that, yeah. Well, is oh, that yeah. supposed to be oh, part yeah. of the character? Is that like, yeah, this guy's clinging on those youth, he's dyeing his hair. Yeah. Or is it just that you know that like, well, Simon Pegg doesn't have black hair, so No,
0: no, this is definitely hair dye. It's yeah. not natural black mm-hmm. hair. That's that's the, that is faded. Black hair dye.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the the scruff he has is kind of a giveaway. And then also yeah. there are moments where there's close-ups on him where you can see the kind of the gray or the, the natural yeah. hair kind of trying to escape from like the black dye.
0: Yeah. Aww. I know someone who actually um hates this movie because he hates looking at Simon Pegg in this movie because he doesn't <laughs> like looking at him with black hair. And he's just like he's just like he looks weird with black hair. And it's like and I was i was like, yeah, that's that's the point. That's the character. That's it's supposed <laughs> to be
1: unsettling. It's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. It's eating, supposed to not never look been. right. <laughs> like mm.
0: that's the point. And he just was like, no, it's bad. I hate it. I can't look oh. at it. And it's like, oh man. Well, when wow. I was a kid, Before, my
1: mom would
2: come back from getting like
1: a haircut or her hair dyed. It would freak me out. And I was like, Yeah. Oh, five.
2: Well, no change. <laughs> Before we actually talk about the minute, I have one other thing I want to ask. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's not it go is, crazy and talk about the minute. Well, John. You know, I mean, come um, on. <laughs>
2: I, I, when I was watching it this time for, for the show, I thought to myself, right, like, how much is Simon Pegg putting like, himself into the character? Because I mm-hmm. know he grew up, he liked a lot of, sort of alternative music and things like this. Mm-hmm. I got the impression maybe like this is Simon Pegg thinking, what would I have become if I didn't become like this big actor? What if mm-hmm. space didn't take mm-hmm. off and I was just a nobody? What would right, have I, happened I'd, to I'd missed me? the wave. Yeah. yeah
0: my my understanding is that gary is largely based on um someone that that simon knew um when he was younger well, yeah. who who like simon you know became like a, a a semi-famous actor like you know moderately famous actor and and mm. uh, a very successful career as as a character actor um and uh and, and comedy actor and then IMF he would ages. go back to his hometown and he would see this guy and he was exactly the same as when he left like nothing changed and ah, well that kind of think... ties in though
2: because that could right. be like well that could have been me yeah, right what's right, right. totally totally. that person
0: right yeah. right and i think that th- that was probably the hook as far as what what hooked him into this story um mm-hmm. because i know that the world's end in general is based on a script that edgar wrote solo prior to even meeting um uh, uh, Simon
2: oh my um, god I didn't know that holy
0: yeah yeah it was it was there was a there was a script that he wrote that was about friends on a pub crawl and then what he basically did was took that script and made it the basis for the original pub crawl that the young yeah. versions of the kids went on because um, that was what it was about it was about it was about uh, uh, ki- kids graduating going on a pub crawl and then going their separate ways at the end. And it was about ah. like, growing up and, and, and realizing that you're not going to stay friends with these people forever. And that whole idea. And, oh and he, so he took this, he made the world's end basically like, like a legacy sequel to that movie that <laughs> never got oh, <Cut> made.
2: <laughs> we need that movie made a prequel. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> See, that yeah, makes uh, total sense
3: though. Cause that's just like, you can't write this movie like the way it currently is without being like 38 or something <laughs> like it. Just, right. I kind sure, of imagine yeah. a younger man, actually writing the movie as it is right? without no, it being like, no you know, the, the, it, the it's just the, not on your radar when you're that age, you're not writing. No, anything. no. I think okay. that could be okay. an also, an also reason why I didn't like click with it so much. back exactly. When I first saw it was it's like, yeah, I, I mean, in theory, I get this, but whatever. Whereas now, oh, yeah. like I'm just turned 33 last week, I'm not quite these guys' age, but like it's coming, so uh, it's yeah, on my you, mind. You, but
1: you find yourself like I find myself when I watch stuff now. Whereas before, I would subconsciously dial into like the sun or like the I just want to go go to college and do stuff. I now when I even when I return to stuff that I used to like, I I find myself gravitating more towards like the paternal, you know, the adult <laughs> characters that are like, oh god, I got to go to work in the yeah this guy
0: hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> um i i will say uh to talk about the minute in particular um which mm-hmm. i know is a crazy thing to do i don't know what? I
3: don't, what yeah
0: i know it's crazy um but i do i love i love drunk
1: Ernest Steven. um and yeah. just he's so he's so earnest <laughs> he really in his mind this is his like end of a cameron crow movie moment <laughs> and
0: it looks, yeah but it looks so he just sounds so stupid and i love it it's like it's like perfect drunk logic of like him like interrupting her to like no i'm not done i need to i have more to apologize for <laughs> um it's it's really great Relatable. i also love that he gets the amount of pints that he's in wrong he says <laughs> that he's seven pints in but he's six pints in because he didn't drink a pint at the third pub because oh, the yeah! third pub kicked
2: him out so <laughs> he's only six pints in not seven pints in yeah. Hey, I think once you've had – maybe I'm a lightweight. Once you've had five or six, your mathematical skills are going out the window.
1: Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah.
2: done. No.
3: Yeah, I'm more distracted because I just think that, like, as soon as the whole blank situation kicks into gear – because I've been in, like – I've been in situations where I've been, like, stone drunk and then I've had to sober up because something's happened. Sure. I'll be like, yeah, you, you would be out of it by now. So the fact that he's still, like, slurring his words and stuffs, like, dude – there's, like, friggin' robots everywhere. Uh, why,
2: why aren't you more sober than this? It but. depends, Nile it depends. Sometimes, if I have, like, an afternoon drink, it'll be, like, 11pm, and I'm still like, I feel drunk. What the hell? I haven't <laughs> drank for <laughs> like four hours. What's mm-hmm. going <laughs> like, on? I totally get it. This the the seems weird to off. me, though,
3: because mm-hmm. I just remember, like, looking at Actually, they these these two men that are in the scene. Mm-hmm. I remember way back before... um. Zack Snyder got around to making Watchmen. Mm-hmm. The uh, two names that always came up to play Rorschach were always Patty Considine and Simon Pegg. Really? Really? Enough. Wow. Yeah. Great. I remember oh. hearing that a lot Simon, on the internet. Simon
0: Pegg as Rorschach would have been awesome. Um I could I, see I've it, never yeah. seen Patty in a drama, I've only seen him in The Two Cornettos and. <laughs> um, uh, oh, submarine! Oh, um,
3: so I've—I I've, oh, I've you never... need to watch uh, Dead Man's Shoes. Is yeah. oh my god, he's phenomenal it's a great, great movie, and he is amazing in it.
1: Okay, all right, good to know. Yeah, I've also always wanted to check out Tyrannosaur, which I believe he directed.
3: Yeah, oh, Tyrannosaur yeah. is a rough, a rough movie. Wow. Like it's—it's it's a depressing sit. Like it's yeah. full on. That's what British cinema is all about. <laughs> it's just depressing <laughs> the hell out of you And that's what Tyrannosaur is. Is like. Yeah, you wanna be just miserable for two hours. Yeah. Here. I <laughs> well, made this movie. <laughs> I think I think that's I think that's partially I
0: think this is of the three uh films in the Cornell trilogy, I think this is the most I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the most British of the three. Um oh, and I definitely. think that's why I think that's why it didn't connect as well with Americ most American audiences is because yeah, it's it's more depressing than it is funny. Um, Mm. I think for a lot of people, especially the first time you
2: watch it, you're like,
0: why are they all on the verge of tears all the time? What's going on?
2: (laughs) And they all hate each other. And it's like, they're not having a good time. They don't even really want to hang out with him. Yeah. Yeah. See,
0: for me, every time I see Patty without a mustache, it freaks me out because I think he has a very large upper lip and it looks like a mustache belongs there all the time. Um, like henry patty constantine
3: to me is a very intense actor like i just know him from i've seen him in comedy parts but i really remember him as being like he's a guy who's like it's kind of like de niro and taxi driver i think he's just Uh, just on the edge like you just expect an explosion that's so so interesting
0: because i bet i bet there's a whole generation of people who only know robert de niro as like an old goofball like from the, oh, man, you know, likely, like from yeah. the, from the, from the Meet the Parents Meet the movies, Fox, and yeah. and uh, yeah, and and Rocky and Bullwinkle,
2: you know, like just oh my god, definitely, yeah, <laughs>
0: probably. There's probably a whole generation of people who are like, oh yeah, Robert De Niro, he's like that goofy guy, and like meanwhile, it's like, well, don't ever watch Cape Fear because, um, yeah, there wasn't <laughs> you, know, <so.
1: laughs> you know, to be fair, Cape Fear is pretty pretty funny in parts.
0: I mm. mean, it's I watched that for the first time uh, a few weeks ago, and oh, it oh, is. Really? It is brutal and it says nothing. It has absolutely nothing to say. And I was like, <laughs> I was blown away by that. I was like, what is the message of this movie? And it's like, I, there I, isn't I,
1: one. I kind of put Cape Fear next to like Shutter Island where it's just sort of like it's, it's Scorsese. It's almost like Scorsese doing pulp.
0: It's it's Scorsese yeah. literally yeah. doing Hitchcock is what it is. Um, That's, he's, mm, yeah. He's trying to ape Hitchcock, but he can't help but be Scorsese sometimes because like the mm. thing with Hitchcock was like he didn't show anything. And Scorsese was like, but what if we did show stuff?
3: Cape <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Fears is like, we, couldn't he like bite a woman's cheeks off? Wouldn't that be, be yeah. interesting? Yeah, right? and we showed it.
0: What if we showed it? Of course. Right uh,
3: uh, um, anyway. but that's, that's, that's the thing, though, with with Patty Constantine though, because I know him from that. Like When he was bandied about way back in the day, I was like, oh, they ever do Watchmen. Patty Constantine mm-hmm. is Rorschach. I was like, oh, one million percent. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Wow. And then when Simon Pegg came up to me, I was like, What, just because he's he's got ginger hair and Rorschach has ginger hair? Is that mm-hmm. is that the only reason you're gonna Like nowadays I could understand it more because I've seen him do a wider breadth of characters. But at right. the time it felt like it's because like he's a guy who's deeply entrenched in nerd culture, so of course you would give him that role.
1: But, right, uh, right.
3: Yeah, it was, like a a was a weird time like- though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I haven't I haven't revisited that one in a while. I don't I don't remember really disliking. I I I I think I remember Jackie Earl Haley in that movie being like totally like fine.
0: Yeah, Mm. he's he's extremely serviceable in the way that like he does exactly what's on the page without adding anything to it. Like it's it's, it's, it's it's like it's like someone animated the Rorschach character from the comics and then like turned it into live action with magic i mean that's that's what his performance reminds me of is it's just
1: like the story of that movie which is like oh my god i'm literally looking at the comic
2: but right exactly yeah but with a big but (laughs) i i'm one of the few people who likes it so i totally get it though everyone else seems to hate the film
0: (laughs) well i don't i don't hate it i just think it has fundamental failures uh where the director uh inherently did not understand the source material um (laughs) and and does things because he likes the way they look without understanding why they were there um yeah and and as a result the 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 final product doesn't actually make any sense unless you've read the comic
2: um Mm. and that's that's the problem it doesn't work as a movie on its own in my opinion that is a thing maybe yeah maybe because i've read the comic if i hadn't would i appreciate it as much yeah i don't know i don't think i would
1: yeah, I remember, oh, I remember so trying to show my dad the the Ultimate Edition when it came out, and I bought it on DVD. And I was like, "Look, it, it's a superhero movie, but it's also about like you know Vietnam and JFK and then the, the mm. America." And then we watched all I don't know how long that that thing is, and he was like, "Okay, cool, thanks." <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it's
0: like it's like four hours long. Yeah, the yeah, Ultimate Edition. That's, I
3: think I just got like the whole thing. My big takeaway was because I remember Zach Snyder; he was really bragging about like how like close. A, a comparison will be to the comic, and you're like, yeah, there's scenes in here you've got like exactly the same that don't need to be the same. Yeah. Whereas then you've al- you've also ignored things. <laughs> That right. were very integral to what the, the text was about. That you just like right. gone like, out about that.
0: The but big the thing that annoys me is that he was like, "Well, Ozymandias has to have his cat, right? Gotta have his cat because that's that's mm-hmm. iconic part of Ozymandias." Without understanding that the reason Ozymandias has the cat in the book is because he's practicing to make the squid, but there's no yeah. squid in the movie. And so why does he have the cat? There's no reason for it. <laughs> That's like, a good he, point. Just, he just has it because that was in the comic and he wanted to make it in the movie. And it doesn't they, like it, it's it's him again, just like using iconography without understanding why any of it works um, mm-hmm.
2: before, why any of it is there. This, before this becomes four hours long, let me just yeah. say <laughs> that um, I love how Gary here isn't that bothered by the insult that gets thrown at him.
0: You know, yeah. like, you hey, know what?
2: He doesn't want to see see her with Gary fucking King, and oh, that's he's a just bit like, harsh. "That's a bit <laughs> harsh." <laughs> like, he kind of acknowledges, like, well, "There's a bit of truth in that," but you don't have to be so blunt. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, and uh, and you know, Scott and I were, ha- were were there was some contention over how real steven's relationship with the 26 year old fitness instructor was
2: oh yeah yeah
1: he is just so ready to just chuck her to the bed just
2: like. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> well, i'd never considered that it wasn't real until i was listening to this season of the show and now oh, really? you said it I, yeah i was re-watching the film and i was like maybe it is nonsense i don't know or even <laughs> if it i don't know i can't decide i can't decide and even if it's true right he he just has to tell you about it. He's one of those people that's like bragging. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's a really backhanded compliment he makes here. He's like, "Well, I could be with this super hot, fit girl, but if she's you want." She's 26 you know, years I'll old for you. Yeah, yeah,
3: but yeah, he has to mention. Like it could be like I'm in a relationship already, but I'll leave her. It's more like the fitness instructor. She's just getting that as And she's 26 years old.
2: But I throw it all away for you, Roswell. It's kind of nice. I'm kind of awful at the same
0: time. It's also like the way that he says it too. I'm currently seeing a fitness instructor. She's 26 years old. I throw it away for him. It's like why? Why would I want you to throw away your fitness instructor? Keep seeing her. Like you, you <laughs> should. You should see a fitness instructor. What's wrong with that? Oh, like, the never well, way- says that it's a relationship. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because because Pike's reaction to it, like Sam's reaction to it, is just okay. like it's like why? Why would I make you
1: stop seeing? A fitness instructor. I like uh, that you're an attractive man. Like what <laughs> I remarked upon it earlier. It's like, yeah,
3: I, I think oh. I would be remiss if I didn't mention as well when he says like you've put things in perspective. I can't help anytime I hear something like that. Someone's like oh you know put it in perspective. i in my head, Spinal Tap instantly clicks in yeah. and I just go too much, too much <laughs> fucking perspective. <laughs> so it's just like. It just feels like an edit should be made just to have that little clip in there, yeah. <laughs> just to <laughs> so satisfy those, me for like two seconds. Like, oh, no, one of those like someone's
1: earworms.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then again, another another like uh, great uh, play on words with the "there's nothing between me and Gary King" and then mm. something <laughs> uh, wedges itself between
1: <laughs> Sam and Gary no. King. Uh that is is so good. I love that. the legs legs for arms it almost makes like i i want to see what like a what like a a creature like a john carpenter thing edgar wright movie would be like
0: oh man right
1: body part of the legs swinging at you like arms it just reminds me of
2: yeah well you might have mentioned this i'm not sure because you know you're quite far into the as of recording quite far into the season now so Mm -hmm. i might have just forgotten but every time the blanks kind of hold their arm out and open their mouth and lights come out and things. I think of um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's yeah. like when they go like, ah, you know, at the end of the film.
1: Right. Or
2: Donald Sutherland says hello to that lady.
1: Or
3: Donald Sutherland says hello to that lady. Well, you're not wrong. Yeah. It's like, Good morrow. It's like that was an underwhelming <laughs> ending to the movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, hello. Cap- Oh. <laughs> the the, the legs arm thing though because again knowing this comes directly after Scott Pilgrim something about it strikes me as very familiar though like I was watching it like I know this those motions
1: yeah like I that. miss
3: Edgar Wright fisticuffs for sure yeah. mm. but just more yeah. like I think like is this a, from a computer game is this like is is this a reference that he's doing to something. I don't where know. Where someone has legs for arms. Beyond, like, The Simpsons, like, oh, if it isn't my old friend, Mr. McGregor <laughs> with a leg for an arm and an arm for, like... <laughs> but beyond that, this seems like, this feels like, oh, and, like, Revenge of Shinobi or something. There was a guy who had yeah. legs for arms, and I that was...
0: Yeah. I don't I don't know that this is a reference. Um I do think that the choreography reminds me a lot of the uh the the Roxy fight in Scott Pilgrim where um, oh. where you have uh where you have uh, uh 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 Scott being like moved around. Um you know because he doesn't he doesn't want to use his he do, he doesn't mm. actually want to hit a girl so he has a girl make <laughs> him hit a girl. Um no. the, I I that's that's what it that, that's what it sort mm. of reminds me of like choreography wise because it's just like so weird and and um specific like situationally yeah. specific and uh, we've uh,
1: we've talked at length about how how well the world's end would transfer into a like X-Men Simpson style coin-op fighting game. Oh
2: yeah. <gasps> oh my god, why does <laughs> yeah. that exist? it was that Scott Pilgrim game and that was pretty cool. Really
0: yeah, cool. it's gone forever now though.
2: Um, for oh, some reason, I, I heard rumors it might be coming back.
0: I've been hearing rumors that it might be coming back for like six or seven years now.
2: But <laughs> yeah. I, would, oh. I, would, I, would, I would drop I'm, money for a physical copy of that. Game. Oh hell yeah! Oh, that yeah. was such a fun game.
0: Yeah, if, oh, they don't,
1: you- if they don't come, if if
0: they if they do re-release it and they don't put it on physical i think that's going to be the biggest mistake because i last time when they released it on digital they just took it all away from us so it's like <laughs> yeah. give me a physical disc so that that can't happen to me anymore uh, oh, i bought that, that game twice and
2: now it's just gone forever oh. now that you mentioned missing uh edgar wright fighting though mm-hmm. i really want him to do i know everyone hated the second one but a kingsman I could Uh, see him directing that that and reinvigorating that because it's kind of a bit dead in the water now.
1: (laughs) It'd be really cool. It's it it, it sucks that Matthew Vaughn is just is clinging to that franchise because that's a really cool idea—the idea of like every movie a different Brit director gets to come in and like do his thing.
0: Yeah, this is this is (laughs) the problem. Every time it's like every time a director like uh, uh, takes like a. Um, does their take on a James Bond because they can't do a James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm going to do my version of a James Bond. And then it just becomes a franchise that, that only that director does instead of yeah. letting it be the next James yeah. Bond franchise where there's a different director. I'm looking at you, Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> hey, like, they're finally it, changing it up. Yeah, they're yeah. finally changing it up. And and there's well, people, there's, there's still people that are like, that are like saying, no, that's not, that's not okay. Like it should only <laughs> be Steven Spielberg. And it's like, that's you're totally missing the point of what Indiana Jones was meant to represent, um, mm. and and I feel the same thing with this uh, with this Kingsman thing. I feel like Matthew Vaughn should yeah should have given it up after the first one. I but,
3: I you know. want Ken Loach Kingsman. I want to see <laughs> yeah. this right. kitchen sink drama. Then, then again, Kingsman.
0: Then again, I say that, but then he let a kick, uh, kick ass go, and we all saw what happened to that. So
3: yeah, we also he also yeah. let. I yeah. guess he was giving it back, but he also let X-Men go. <laughs> That's yeah. so. He yeah. yeah, yeah. ended up
1: kind of not being for the man. Can you oh. imagine if Edgar Wright directed Kick-Ass 2? That would have been great. Oh my oh, god.
2: I would love that. Cuz wow. I was one of those who after I came out of the the cinema, I was convinced myself oh, I was okay. It was okay. Me too. I was like that would be And so then I horrible. watched it a second time. I was like, "Oh no, it's not okay." Mm. No, no, no. 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 I was very two much yeah. dog was shit. the dog Absolute dog shit. Yeah,
3: the, within <laughs> within the cinema I just been like
0: No. Oh, this, well, is,
3: this is no good oh, what a shame
0: it was uh that was awful jeff wadlow um sometimes some some filmmakers don't deserve to have a career um <laughs> <laughs> jeff, jeff wadlow is one of those people in my opinion he's never made anything good anything uh and yet he must be a really nice guy and really great to work with because and he yet,
1: keeps getting I work hate to see fantasy island in the theater
2: good god that's the I, same I guy might do the same same, yeah. same,
1: same man
0: <laughs> same guy yep he also did um uh didn't he do um truth, truth or dare? Or dare. yeah
3: first collaboration oh, i watched that just the other week and just, to be fair if you are drinking like most people probably who enjoy the the world's end or sure. maybe yeah. happen to do and they're just with some friends truth or dare is fantastic because it's <laughs> the stupidest piece of crap ever made <laughs> yeah yeah
1: um you anyway. know, the rules are not that complicated in Truth or Dare, but the movie the movie finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, anyway. Well, we've had a lot of fun here on uh, Cornetto Minute. Uh, we got a whole <laughs> week ahead of us, but for now, uh, you can go to our Facebook group, the Cornetto Minute Listener's Pub. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, people sharing stuff related to beer and the things that Scott and I don't understand about the basic inner workings of, of the UK and... Uh, <laughs> Our listeners are always really uh, a genial in pointing that out, and it's a fun community. So if you have Facebook and you're not going to delete it, I'm not judging you, but uh, go to the Cornetto Minute listeners pub and, uh, and join our fun little community.
0: Yeah, uh, something something good out of Facebook. Yeah,
1: yeah. and uh, we'll be back tomorrow to annihilate minute fifty-seven. But for now, let's move.